Bless you. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Finally Financial, where we talk uh, everything financial and more. Got a great guest today. Uh, her name's Johnny Taylor, and she might be a a big name you you might know in the volleyball circles. Uh, We've got a great show. Ajani, why don't you uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Ajani Teeler, and I am Eric's niece. His his brother is my dad, so I know him pretty well. And I'm from Grand Prairie, Texas, and I currently go to the University of Kentucky where I play volleyball, and I'm studying broadcast journalism. So going into my final year, my senior year, we'll see if it's my final, but I'm excited about it. going. That's a, a, and that's a question I got for you too. We're gonna, we're gonna say that for the end. So okay. let, me, let me ask you. So let me get this right. You're a two-time All SEC, two-time All Region, two-time All American. Did I miss anything? I missed a lot <laughs> that, of accolades, man. No, that's you hit it all. <laughs> it's crazy. Good deal. Good deal. So this is uh, year three for you. Going into year going four. Going into year four, yeah. Yeah, just finished year three, starting year four on okay. 26th. So let's go back to your first year. So the summer before your first year, you played in Mexico, and, and y'all took a team trip also. So do you remember what the team trip was to? Brazil. Okay, did, did y'all play volleyball in Brazil? We did. So we okay. took a trip up there. We were there for probably like – 10 11 days and it was crazy because I graduated high school and the next day I was on a plane by myself to Brazil so we went there and a lot of it we were playing against some Brazilian national teams some Brazilian club teams that were out there uh-huh. just playing scrimmaging games but okay. a lot of the downtime we spent was exploring we went to say Christ the Redeemer we went to Rio we went to okay. Sao Paulo it was insane so my question is how is international volleyball different from volleyball in the states Oh man, I think it it really varies on where you play at. Like I'm okay. and who you're playing against. I know Brazil is the teams there. The girls are really tall and they're really physical and they're gonna overpower you. Whereas if you go to, to like a Japanese team, they're gonna they're not as tall, they're not as big, so they're going to try to beat you with routes and try to outsmart you. And so oh, okay. it really depends. And it's the level of play and the level of IQs just goes up so much when you okay. travel. So it's so, really fun. Like it's <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. So was it was was it a big difference from playing in, in Brazil and playing in Mexico? Oh, so the difference between those two is in Brazil, we were playing against older people. When I was in Mexico, I was playing against girls that were like at least kind of my age, like <laughs> somewhere in the range. In Brazil, uh-huh. we were playing against grown women, and I was like Old 18. Women. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was an experience. So I remember seeing you guys in Mexico, and my my big takeaway was how high they threw that damn serve man yeah i never they, saw that like in the states and stuff in college i saw it from a few girls but not very many but they were throwing the ball way up there men normally do men use like to use that toss to serve because they mm-hmm. can go up and really get it high but women don't do it that often in the states and so yeah. that was a shock when we saw that over there <laughs> yeah that was wild <laughs> so so when did it start for you wanting to be a college volleyball player or thinking you could be a college volleyball player? Take us back. Mm. Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I ran track forever and I mm-hmm. thought I was going to run track. 
And then I, at a certain point, once I started playing volleyball and doing track at the same time, I kind of like was like, I like playing volleyball better. Mm-hmm. And I think once I made that decision, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And yeah. realizing that I was like getting better and getting better quickly. And so okay, it's a pretty easy decision to make, I think. So that was the big thing because let's face it, you were a star in track from like yeah. three years old. So, yeah. So, so to, 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 to go from everybody sort of knew you, you'd probably get a scholarship in track to go from that to, to volleyball, you had to be very good very yeah. quickly to, to yeah. change routes. For sure. I, I think part of the track was I just got burnt out. She said I did it since I was three up until I was like 16. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I've had enough. And so when yeah. I started playing volleyball, it was like, this is so fun. There's a team indoors. I, yeah. And I part of probably learning new things, like learning a new skill is fun. And so when I got to do that, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, and, and, and this leads me into my next question. So I've watched you grow. And so, I know what you were good at, and, and we just mentioned track. So uh, talk to us about track and, and how how good were you actually in track? Oh, man. It feels like, like a lifetime ago now, but I was really good. I mean, I had won nationals. I'd take second nationals. Our relay team won nationals. I was like the it girl in track in my, in my region, like in the uh-huh. DFW area. I was like... Uh-huh the girl for my age group and so I don't know it was a lot of fun sometimes I miss track I miss the competing part I miss like being like I am faster than you and yeah. well it's different because it's like a team and it's like our team is better than you but track is so like head to head and I miss mm-hmm. that part about it I don't know if I miss track practices I bet <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you think that you could still run track at that level in college I think if I trained, I could get it back. Uh-huh. I think if I took like six months to maybe six months to a year to train, I think I could compete. Do you miss my girls? Do you do yeah. you bring do you bring your thousand medals and say, I bet I could beat y'all? <laughs> I should. I should. No, no, I know you're not like that, but I'm just <laughs> that. that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, those were some of the the you know. Yeah, like we said, running track we thought was gonna be your thing, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, volleyball took over. And uh, so, in high school, you decided uh, pretty early on because I don't remember you really running track in high school. So you decided early on that you were just going to concentrate on volleyball. Huh? Yeah, I think I stopped running track after my freshman year. So you only ran one year in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, and you, you didn't miss it. A little bit. Like I said, like when I see girls that are like, oh, they just broke the school record running a 57. I'm like, I would run a 54. Like, I, and that's not that vast. So it's that part of it that I miss. But yeah. 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 I know in, in there you did get injured. And I think that played a part in it. Yeah. I did start having some hamstring issues. I tore my hamstring once. And then after that, it kind of, it's like a lingering issue. Was that from track? Once that happened, it was like, what'd you say? Was that from track or volleyball? It was from track. I had ran a track meet in Orlando. Oh, wow. And as soon as I stopped running, I sat down and I was like sitting there. And once I stood up, I was like, man, this did not feel right. And so yeah. after that, it kind of went downhill from there with track. And that was probably like a four month span of that cross. So I didn't go to nationals that year because of the hamstring. And mm. after that, I think that was it for track. I don't know if I ran another meet after that. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So running track for 13 years and, you know, then, then getting injured. Cause I don't remember you getting injured before that. Right. You know, I'm sure that had a lot to do with you saying, nah, I'll just stick with volleyball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's what's up. So I'm going to take this break to, to, uh, let you guys know that if you found value in this podcast, please subscribe. If you like what you see on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share so that your friends and family could enjoy videos just like this one. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, so now talk to me about big time college athletics. Uh, like, do you want for anything? I mean, is there anything that you would like Oh, that's a separate question, but answer this one first. Do you want for anything? You mean, like, is there anything that I don't get here? So, yeah, because I was in college and on scholarship, and we felt broke, and we felt like we never had enough to eat. Yeah. You know? Like, like what is it? Man, I we've been talking about this a lot lately, too, because I don't know if you guys know this, but this is 50 years, um, the 50-year mark of Title IX, and so we've been talking about, yep. like, yeah everything that women have been getting and how even though we want more we have so much more than what the woman before us had and where it started yeah yeah and college athletics is crazy man like we we get fed we get told what to do we get told where to be we get all this money we get all this gear all this clothes shoes travel and it's crazy and it's something that you even though I think of it cautiously I'm definitely taking for granted Mm. once I get out of here and I it's not given to me anymore. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be lost. But You're going to have withdrawals. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so speaking of the, no, no, uh, no, let me ask you this one first. So is there anything that you would like to see different mm. as a woman? I think there are still some things like the NCAA does wrong and not every everybody's going to be perfect, but there's like, across discrepancies across sports like football season doesn't start until September and football team has been able to practice with their coaches for a few weeks now and our season starts next week and we've only had a week to practice and it's just like simple small things like that that the NCAA yeah. people about yeah 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 I think like viewership we were saying talking about it today that our championship game my sophomore year we won was played on ESPN2 and they always make these comparisons like, oh, the volleyball championship game had this many viewerships, softball had this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So like, well, our game was on ESPN too. All the other games were on ESPN. It makes a difference. And so I think viewership in that way and exposure in that way is something that can continue to grow, but has gotten way better, like I said. So definitely gotten better. But you're right. I I would think that the championship game, whether I know football and basketball, they're gonna be on the main ESPN mm-hmm. channel. I would think in volleyball it would too, but especially volleyball is the highest, per, high, most highly participated women's sport in high school. So there are more girls playing volleyball than any other sport, and yeah, you'd think it would be on the biggest platform, but we're on Absolutely. our way. Yeah, definitely on y'all's way. Yeah. So so now let's talk about uh, nil deals. Yeah. So have you been exposed to those, and uh, is there anything you can speak on regarding that? Yeah, the NIL space is crazy. It's um once it took off, like it took off. And <laughs> you guys know, like all the football and basketball players have these deals and you've seen them on TV screens and stuff. And mm-hmm. it looks a little bit different for volleyball as of now. I know some volleyball players, like one of my friends, she plays in Texas, her name is Logan Eggleston, and she's done some commercials. And okay. that's really awesome for 
the whole all of us because yeah. when one volleyball player gets to do it it's just opening the floodgates for Absolutely. people to realize that we can all do it and so mm-hmm. i've done some things and i have some things coming up that i'm excited about but um it's only going up i from when it first started when i was like oh i have a discount code for this place and now uh, we're gonna have shirts made with shirts made with our names on it and all these kind of things so it's really awesome yeah it is it is yeah I love it. Now, uh, so NIL deals is one thing, and that that's what, this is the second year for NIL or third or something like that? Second, I think. So when you first got to college, there were no NIL deals, or were there? No, there were not. There were not. And it's crazy because I have some teammates and some people that I know would just have really racked up the money on NIL. Uh, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. Your, your girl, Leah Edmonds, I'm sure. Man, yeah. I think about Leah every day. Uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> We would have made a killing. <laughs> yep. So uh, let me let me ask you this, because I, I know that uh, you get maybe a stipend of mm-hmm. some sort, because we so we didn't get stipends. So right. so y'all girls doing better than we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wasn't big time. I was Stephen F. Austin, but it wasn't big mm-hmm. time. So. Uh, this is a financial channel, so let me ask you this: Is there anything uh, finance related that you you do with your stipend? Like, would, do you you know invest or you know are you trying to look into real estate? You know, is it yeah. that type of money or is it just it, enough for you to eat? And yeah, no. So we get what would it would cost us for cost of attendance and our room and board, and so essentially it, it ends up being like. 2000 ish a month and so take away the rent and take away other things we have a good amount of money left mm-hmm. and so for the past like year and a half i've been investing like around 200 a month really yeah and really? so it's been really good yeah i have been starting to learn a lot about investing and we've had there's this guy, his name's Michael Haddix, and he just started his own investing program. It's called Scout, and he comes to our school monthly and talks to us about it. So once we started getting in contact with him and started learning more about it, mm-hmm. it's been really awesome. So good, yeah. Good. So so that that's good. Do you plan to continue that even for after, sure after college? Absolutely. Good, good. Yeah, I would definitely <clears throat> encourage that. And you know, I. I uh, do stock videos and things like that as well. So, uh, uh, you know, that that's great for me to hear. Yeah. Okay. So now the big thing that, that you know, I'm sure I, I want to talk to you about, I'm sure other people probably haven't, haven't heard from your lips. Uh, so sophomore year, y'all win the national title. So uh is a three-parter, so you can act, answer each one separate. So the first question is, how much work went into that? Uh, second question, did y'all see it happening as it was happening? And and third question is, how did it feel? So let's start with the first question. How much work went into that? Oh, wow. It was like, so the year we won was, it was the 2020 championship. It was supposed to be, but it was played in 2021 because of COVID. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine like COVID in itself and how hard that was to navigate Absolutely. while also navigating 15 girls trying to win volleyball games in a space where it's like, we don't even know if we're going to be able to play tomorrow. Like we were constantly scrolling through Twitter. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to play. They're going to shut it down. Uh-huh. This game gets canceled because this team has COVID. This game can't. So all these things. Yeah. 
and just navigating the pandemic and then along with working towards winning a championship which I'll go back to answer question B but from from the jump when our whole team was on campus we knew like this is the team like if a team's going to do it it's this team and mm. so we all had that mindset and so every day we're in practice we're working our tails off like mm. I don't know if you know this or anyone knows this but if you haven't been in our gym before our gym doesn't have air conditioning so okay, okay so half the year we're in there melting just absolutely melting <laughs> grinding and so it's really hard especially that year I learned a new position I didn't play middle blocker that year the start of that year I started learning how to play middle blocker and ended that year in the okay. same position so that all encompassing that all together was just made that year really yeah. difficult but it was the most rewarding year of volleyball I've played so I bet so uh uh, second question, uh, going through the process, did, did you know y'all were, so I, if I remember correctly, you guys started the year out at number three, maybe, or mm -hmm. five. Or so, 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 so y'all were good. Yeah. Did y'all see y'all being that good? It's funny. Cause like rankings come out and like people look at rankings and you're told like rankings don't matter. And obviously they don't, they mean nothing, but like, yeah. you think about it. And so we knew like rankings, who we had, our senior class, our freshman class is the number one class in the country. Our senior class, the number one class in the country. We have Ali Stumler, there's me, there's all these people. And so we knew like this, this is a special team. This is a really special group. And so mm -hmm. from that point on, our seniors went to Craig Skinner, our coach and said, we need to stop using the word if. We're going to start using the word when. So when we get to the final four, when we get to the championship game, when wow. we are playing in this game. And so, like, we changed our our verbiage. We changed the way we thought about it. Every time we were in a jail, we were saying, is this how we want to perform when we're in the Final Four? It was wow. – so the mindset of that group was just absolutely different. And the leadership on that team was something that I continue to learn from today. So it was incredible. So to answer your question, yes, we did see it coming. And that, I think – That just gave me chills, man. Yeah. That was – that is wow. Yeah, it was incredible. And so once when we were in the – so a, a traditional tournament would happen, like you'd go to a, an away spot and you'd play a game and you'd go back home. And then the next right. week you'd go back and play. Right. This whole tournament was played in a 10-day span and we all stayed in this two big hotels and played at one big convention center. Yeah. So we didn't get to go home. We all stayed in this hotel room by ourselves so we couldn't be with other people. And it was insane. And so – we're in this hotel room and we have this team room and no one's phased because we all know like we're supposed to be here. And yeah. so when it came down to the championship game and we're looking at each other and you just like can feel confidence radiating for everyone. It was incredible. It was the best thing ever. And you got, you, yeah, you guys ran through your first four opponents, like, yeah. like sliced butter. We didn't drop a set until the final four, I don't think. And that was to yeah. a really good Washington team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that was amazing to to watch. It was amazing as your uncle, you know, as a yeah. fan. I mean, that entire uh, run was, you know, you always say, like, you, like every every champion needs like some luck along the way. Mm -hmm. Man, you guys just yeah, y'all you know, y'all didn't need any luck. Y'all were just that much <laughs> better than everybody else. And to be honest. I thought, and some other people that I talked to, that you guys were the second best. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought UT would, would get you. And I'm pretty sure most of the country did because they seemed to be a juggernaut as well. Yeah. But you guys ran through UT. Man. Like, they, that wasn't close. It, it wasn't close. I was. I will say it was one of the more, like, high-level volleyball matches I played in. Mm-hmm. The ball just really bounced our way on so many plays. But yeah. that team was really good. Like, exactly. everyone on the team was – probably hitting above the 300 and that's if you know baseball it's the same thing like base hitting average like that's yeah. really incredible to play at that level so when you hit 450 and get honorable mention all american it pretty much upsets oh, the whole wow. you know it makes the Don't whole get me started on that man no, i'm you know i had to throw that in there but go ahead man. there's <laughs> yeah 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 that's this they'll feel it this year so 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 it felt so in one word what what can you describe it as in one word oh i don't even know if there's one word let me think probably i i don't know just incredible like it was incredible everything about it was we were on like cloud nine for the next two weeks like we came back and we have this street on our campus in lexington it's called state street and Mm -hmm. it's where all the houses all the college people live and and like when our football team wins big games, our basketball team wins game, big games, they go down there and like everyone rides the street and they burn couches and they did that for us. Like, wow. We're the volleyball team. And I know that I don't want to sound like we're nobodies, but like we're not the football team and the basketball mm-hmm. team. And so mm-hmm. that's happened for us here. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew who we were. Like everyone wanted to take pictures with us. It was, it was the most incredible thing ever. So. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Uh, Cause, again, you're my niece, but you you're busy, man. I I, I live through you. I live through your pictures, and when I talk to your mom and dad, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's awesome getting this firsthand from you. You know. Mm-hmm. So so you are a senior, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you will still have one year of eligibility left. Yes. Have you made any decisions on that year? To give to be able to get my master's and to be able to play another year of volleyball would be another incredible opportunity. So mm-hmm. I don't really anticipate myself passing that up. Yeah, I hear you. Not for sure yet, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past it. Plus, yeah, and and a broadcast because I was radio, TV, communications, and I love it. But yeah, to get a I don't know what you'd want to get your master's in, but to have a master's in broadcast journalism, if that's what mm-hmm. you choose to go. You know, yeah. that would be that much more of a feather in your cap, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So uh, when you make that decision, maybe you can come back okay. <laughs> and let the audience know. <laughs> All right. I have to come back. Absolutely. Uh, so now, other than that, so that decision is not made yet. So, uh, is pro volleyball in your long-term plans? Um, I think for sure it is. It's professional volleyball. It's a little bit different than football or basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. even on the women's side, basketball. There's not a whole lot of professional opportunities here in the States. There is one as of right now, and it's mm-hmm. a six-week league. So it's not something that's super permanent that you can live off of. Yeah, right. So all the opportunities to play professional volleyball for us are overseas in Europe and Asia and okay. Southern, um, Southern, South America. And 
I've have I've had lots of friends that play overseas and some love it and some don't love it. And okay. I would absolutely love to play have that opportunity. And it mm. just depends on where I go and what that looks like. But mm. I would absolutely love to play professional volleyball. So have they told you the pros and cons? I mean, can, is that anything you can talk about? Yeah. So I just, the pros are to, to play over there, you're going to get paid a lot of money because volleyball in those areas in Italy and France and Asia and Turkey are like sports. Yes. Yeah. Sports, sports that people go out and watch, and they buy jerseys for. Oh, wow. So you're going to get paid a lot of money and you're going to play at the highest level, play against the best people in the world. Yeah. Just the cons are you, you're so far away from your family. You don't get holidays. You don't, you know, you don't know the languages. You, there's probably going to be two Americans on one team. And so just things like that, which I guess that's a life-changing opportunity to be able to travel like that and meet those kind of people. So but it, also in the same yeah. way as gone, you know, is it, so is it year round or do you get to come home after the season? <gasps> so it's, let's say the people that I know that are playing overseas this year are probably going to be leaving here in the next couple of weeks and mm-hmm. they'll play through September all the way, maybe through next March. Damn. Yeah. That's just like the whole year going there. Yeah. So they'll come home for a few months, a couple months, and then head right back out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But again, it it is uh, lucrative and Mm -hmm. you're, you're only in your early to mid twenties once. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, that, that's an opportunity that you don't want to get older and regret not taking, you know what I'm saying? I've done my fair share of traveling a lot in the last couple of years. I've been in Germany, I've been in France, I've been in Brazil, I've been in Mexico, I've been all these places. And those have been some of the best experiences of my life. So to yeah. be able to do that and live there, yeah. experience that would be insane. And maybe try and take on another language. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you mentioned all the vacations you've been on and stuff. Yeah, like I said, I, I've seen all the, the, the pictures and stuff. So yeah. uh, what's your favorite? Oh, oof. I I think I'm going to go this. Mm, I think I'm going to go with Rio. When I was in Rio de Janeiro, uh-huh. that city is something, man. It's so lively. It's the beach is right there. There's all these mountains and yeah. it, the food was insane. But then I went to Berlin and Paris. Paris was un- um, amazing too. I don't know. Like I said, traveling is just, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. So I just I just had a friend that went to Paris this summer, and she said, "I thought I said you must have been in the hoods." She said it was very dirty. I really? Said, you, must, you must have been in the hood side of Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because all the I, pictures I see is beautiful. It is beautiful. There's so much. This, it's like, you know, you like drive down the street in a major city like Houston and it just looks like a normal city. But mm-hmm. there, every building has been there since the 1600s and everything wow. looks like it's so important and everything looks like art. Like I went to the Louvre. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know anything about art, but like <laughs> breathtaking statues and paintings and the Mona Lisa and all these things. And it's like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, man. I I uh would love to travel more. I hear uh I don't know if you've been. I hear uh Switzerland is a good place to go. So. I heard yeah, Switzerland like during Christmas time is uh-huh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I got some places on my bucket list. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. So um this season, 
Uh, you, it starts up next week, right? The 26th is our first game against Marquette. Okay, okay. And uh, you guys look pretty young. How many seniors? Two, maybe three? Well, there's – we have – Two seniors, two and a half. One is a redshirt junior, but she's been here for four years. And then we have two transfers that came in. So technically, there's five of us Mm -hmm. in terms of like four-year status, but um, two are transfers. Adonna Rollins, she played three years in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. played her fourth year at Penn State. Uh, So she's playing a fifth year? She's playing her fifth year right now here with us. And she's – and all Big Ten players. She's from Dallas as well, so I know her pretty well. And okay. she's going to bring a lot to the table. And then we have Kelly Franksman. She is a, playing her fifth year as well, and she played at Xavier in Cincinnati. So a lot of experience, I think, and as well as our setter and our libero, both our setter was freshman of the year. Our libero was libero of the year last year. So we That's have crazy a lot of talent coming back. And So this is what I wanted to ask you because, you know, I, I keep up with you. And you were defensive player of the week in the conference like three times. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember anybody else getting it three times. Yeah. And so my question is, is there a defensive player of the year award? Because I thought like you should have got that. Yeah, there isn't there. It's, it's interesting. There's a libero of the year and that's strictly for liberos. All the liberos play defense. There's a freshman and then I think there's a player. So why do they give out defensive player of the week and yeah. defensive player of the month, if not defensive player of the year? Like I said, man, <laughs> there's some lapses in. <laughs> there's still there's still some things they need to work on. But I'm just I'm rooting for my girl, man. I'm I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So so uh position wise uh, are we still middle blocker or are we back outside what are we doing yeah so I played outside this past spring and we played a few games and I was on the outside and that was really fun because I haven't played outside since high school but now we have Adana and we have a few more outsides we have two three new outsides this year and so I'm back in the middle blocking position okay but using everything that I learned on the outside and the right side I'm going to be able to do some really crazy things this year in yeah. terms of the routes that I run and how we're able to score in different transition or rotations. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. You're excited. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause I, I, I just want, you know, I, I don't want it to ever get old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And For I know, sure. I know you, you played what right side before moving to the middle. Yeah. My freshman year I was the right side. And then you played left side or outside this, uh, this spring. Yeah. So which one do you like the best? Between all three? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you get you off guard. You get the opportunity to swing at so many balls on the outside, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. The right side, I just like hitting off the right side of the court behind the center. That's a lot of fun. But in the middle, I, I love blocking. Blocking is so fun. And you get to do that. And I can tell, yeah, you get really pumped up when you block shots. I love blocking, so that's a lot of fun. So I probably go with the middle, at least the way that I play it in this yeah. here, the way that I play it. I like the middle a lot. So, so let me ask you this, uh, and we are running out of time, but uh, I think I could get a couple more questions in. Uh, so, the way you play the middle is it is it set up for the pro game, or you think you'll have to go back to outside? 
in the pros or what? Yeah, I don't know if a professional opportunity, I would, I, not to say that I wouldn't be able to do it because I think I would be able to do it, but I don't know if that's what would be best. Right. I think I would probably have to play uh, on the right side, which w- would be fine. Like I said, the way that I play middle now, mm-hmm. simply playing a right side, just blocking out the middle. Mm-hmm. And so I think that professionally, I wouldn't be able to play middle. I could, like I said, but right side would be more beneficial. Okay. Okay. That's what's up, man. Love this conversation, man. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a uh, a last thought. So uh, give my audience uh, some insight on uh, being a D1 athlete and maybe what it takes. Okay. Man, I would say like there's people that come through and they're like, oh, my daughter plays volleyball and she doesn't know if she wants to play in college yet or my this person does, she doesn't know if she wants to play in college. And I always say like, if you don't love it, like you're going to hate it here because, or not just here, but like, you're going to hate it if you don't love it because it just takes so much sacrifice and you're not a normal student. You're not going to be able to go out on a Thursday night, like your friends across the street. You're not going to be able to, you know, stay up all night or do all these things that normal people can do. Yeah. And if you love the sport, then you, it'll, you'll be okay with that. But yeah. it just, it's a lot of sacrifice, but honestly, it's like the most rewarding thing ever. I have, met my best friends I've learned and played the game at the highest level possible and done some of the most incredible things so just you just have to you just have to put your head down and go after it man it's sometimes you got to do what others won't and that's my roommate's Maddie Brez that's her favorite saying do what others won't and so (laughs) yeah yeah. man Maddie's so cute so let me ask you this so I, I loved your coffee with with Brez and Z. So it, 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 we still doing that or? Yeah, we were actually talking about it yesterday. We are trying. We may be thinking about turning into a podcast as well. So absolutely, we have to see about it. We um, over the course of me and Maddie's three years and going into our fourth, we've made some really great friends over the athletic department. So we know all these basketball players, and football players, and soccer yeah. players, baseball. Yeah gymnasts that we would love to talk to and i know people would love to hear from and so if we get that opportunity we would love to so we're we're in the process of going through it and figuring out how we want to do it but yeah okay okay no that's great uh it's been great uh ajani thank Uh, you yeah i appreciate i finally locked you down man i've been talking about this thing about three or four months (laughs) (laughs) I said, I said, please let me get it in before the season starts because I know yeah, the season starts. I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's a wrap. But uh, I love it. Uh, I had a great time. I hope you had a great time. I did. Uh, Thank you so yep. much. This is, uh, I'm Eric T. Jackson. Uh, she's a Johnny Teeler. Uh, and we're out. Thank you, baby. Yep.